Good morning. Good to be here. It's uh, good to have Emily step into this role. So uh, looking forward to all that Emily's going to bring and uh, uh, encourage our young people in over these coming years. Hey, I just, just want to do a, a, a random comment. Uh, as a family, uh, we sit down uh, each week and watch uh, The Chosen. Any of our Chosen followers here? TV series uh, on, online that you can watch uh, about the, the Chosen Disciples. I've got to say the producer's done a brilliant job, just uh, creative, uh, funny at times, and just bringing out the cultural aspects of uh, what was going on. And, and we're enjoying it as a family. So we sit down together and, and watch it as a family. So it's a, a great opportunity to be together. Uh, so I encourage you, check it out, have a look, and uh, enjoy it. Enjoy it. You know, there's, there's things that are made up, uh, but the, the, the made up parts of it are actually showing some of the cultural aspects that would have been real in that uh, time 2,000 years ago, which really brings it to life. So it's uh, really good. Um, if, you, if you want a good commentary on it, just go see Jo. She'll give you every update that uh, if you want spoiler alerts, she'll tell you everything. We've been... <laughs> no, she, she doesn't like giving away spoilers. We've been talking about a rise. Activate our connections, ramp up our worship, invest our gifts, stretch our faith, and engage our communities. Uh, Pastor Gary's been uh, talking a bit about stretching our faith. So if you want to check out some of those messages, jump online, the podcast or the YouTube message, and you hear some of those. But uh, faith uh, can be like uh, a cord that can be stretched. And can I get my helper, Rory, to uh, come on up? We can uh, stretch our faith just doing my morning exercises right now. Morning, Rory. All right, just, just hold on to this. Now, we can have our faith here. If we're not holding on to our faith too firmly and it goes to get stretched, not too much, and, uh, <laughs> and we're not holding on too tight, it can uh, slip out. We can let go of our faith. But we can be, uh, if we're holding on firm, the straight faith can be stretched. But at times too, we may get pulled along with it. So we've got to make sure we're standing firm. We need to hold on tight and stand firm. But not only that, it can be easy standing on a solid ground, which is where we should be. But what if the ground's a bit uh, movable? We're not standing firm in our current location. We're getting pulled along. Thanks, Rory. You ride that well. All right, thanks, Rory. In order to uh, have our faith stretch or stretch our faith, one end needs to be anchored. And we need to stand firm. Stand firm in our faith. Another S. Stand firm in our faith. One of my favourite passages is Isaiah 7, 9. If you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. If we don't stand firm, we won't stand We'll either lose our faith, let go, or we pulled away from where we're standing. That passage related to uh, Isaiah speaking to the king of Judah, Asa, and uh, Israel and a few others were coming to attack. And so Isaiah was coming to encourage Asa at the time to say, hey, listen, we have a God who is able to protect us. 
Stand your ground, stand firm, trust God and He will deliver you. If you do not stand firm in your faith, you won't stand at all. That was Isaiah's word to the king at that time. Unfortunately, the king didn't trust in God. And we see then the continual uh, fall of Judah throughout that passage that we need to stand firm. And I want to bring out three aspects of standing firm. We need to stand firm on a solid foundation. We need to stand firm in our faith, in your faith. And we need to stand firm in fellowship. We need to stand firm on a solid foundation. Matthew 7, 24, 27. Jesus says, Anyone who listens to my teachings and follows is, uh, it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But if anyone hears my teaching and does not obey, it is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rain and the floods come and the winds beat against the house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. From building construction to standing firm ourselves in a battle, whatever it is, we need to make sure we're standing on a solid foundation, standing firm on solid ground. When we're on a moving object or loose sand or something that's unstable, it can be hard to stand firm. In Sydney, I used to catch the train to work a fair bit. And um, I'd get on at times and it was rather crowded, as it is in Sydney. And so I had no option but to stand. And so you get there and you stand and there's your stance. But occasionally... The little kid comes out and the train's going and going, how long can I stand without touching? So you get your stance, just a little bit of bend in the knees and you start. Yeah, I've got this. But then the train hits a bigger bump and the big wobble. And then you move around and you bump into someone and you get the awkward, oops, sorry. It's hard to stand firm on a moving ground, a flexible foundation, an unstable foundation. We need to make sure we're standing on solid foundation, standing on the rock. Build on the rock. Stand on the rock. Matthew 16, 16 to 18. Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus replied, You are blessed. Simon, son of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say this to you. You are Peter, which means rock. Upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. The rock is the revelation that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. That is the rock on which we build our salvation. Jesus is the rock. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Christ has laid the foundation. He is the rock. He is the one we can stand on. <clears throat> Jesus explains the why we need to stand on this uh, solid foundation. Why it's important? Because when the rains come, when the floodwaters rise, if we're not standing on something solid, if we're not built on a rock and we're foolish and on a sand, 
It'll be destroyed. It'll collapse on solid ground. We can stand firm. We can hold our ground. Here's the thing about that passage. We can be on the solid rock, but it says both sand and rock, winds will come, floodwaters will rise. The waves will crash. There is going to be challenges. Our faith is going to get stretched. And unless, unless we are on that solid ground, that stretch, that faith may disappear. Stand on solid ground. Stand on solid foundation. Our rock, Jesus Christ, is not the government. It's not the media. It's not social media. Our foundation is Jesus Christ, Isaiah 28, 16. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am placing a foundation stone in Jerusalem, a firm and tested stone. Isaiah prophesied about Jesus, this rock on which the church will be built. 1 Corinthians 3, 11. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one we have already had. And Paul says, it is Jesus Christ. He is our solid foundation. That's where we stand. We stand on Christ alone. He is our rock. Stand on the rock. Stand firm on the solid foundation. Not only are we standing on the living word, we also have the written word. Psalm 93, verse 5. Your statues, Lord, stand firm. We can stand firm on God's Word. God's Word is infallible. It is trustworthy. We can trust it. Paul writes in 2 Timothy 2.19, but God's truth stands firm like a foundation stone with this inscription, the Lord knows those who are His and all who belong to the Lord must turn away from evil. His word is faithful. It is solid. And those who stand on that belong to Him. If you're standing on the word of God, you belong to Jesus this morning. You belong to God. Stand firm on His word. I heard a podcast the other week and the, the, the speaker made this comment. The Bible did not create Christianity. Christianity created the Bible. I had to think about that for a moment. There you go. Whoa. But in the context of what that was said, I thought that is profound. Yes, the Bible did not create Christianity. Christianity created the Bible. The Bible is built on the revelation and understanding and factual historical point of what happened that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. That is what Christianity is all about. And Scripture is built on that revelation, who God is and Jesus Christ. In fact, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, 14, And if Christ had not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. We can stand on God's Word absolutely because of who Jesus is and what He did by raising from the dead. That is our solid foundation. That is your foundation standing on Jesus. Jesus Christ who came to earth, lived on this earth. He died on the cross, rose again, now seated at the right hand of the Father. And we expect Him to come back again one day. And James 5.8 tells us, You too be patient and stand firm because the Lord is coming near. He is coming back. 
We can stand firm on that promise. He has come, He lived, He died, He rose again, and we can stand firm the fact that He will return one day. That's where we can stand. That is our solid foundation. He is the rock on which we stand, our salvation, our hope. Stand firm in Jesus. Stand firm on a solid foundation. We can stand firm on grace. A great word this morning to encourage us as well this morning. Stand firm on a solid foundation. Second, stand firm in your faith. To stand firm, we need to stand firm. There's a revelation. Stand your ground. Stand your ground. Paul instructs the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 16, 13, be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. Some of the kids uh, should know that. They were learning that as a memory verse. You may be standing on the rock, but you also need to stand on the rock. Stand firm. Stand firm in your faith because when the wind comes, when the waves come, if you're not holding on, it might disappear. It might you might let go. Plant your feet. Stand firm in your faith. Let's do a little illustration. Now, you need to listen to my instructions very carefully. Grab two fingers. And with your other hand, you're going to squeeze these two fingers as tight as you can. Now, you need to follow my instructions and do what I say carefully. So, you need to get to the point where you think that your ends of your fingers are about to drop off. All right, so squeeze these as tight as you can and keep squeezing tight and tight. So while we're doing this, I'll just uh, mention a few things. Paul tells us to hold on tight. A few people are going, going, hang on, what am I doing? That's it, just keep holding tight. Second Samuel 17 tells us about David's mighty men. You ever read about David's mighty men? Yep. These are the three. There's, there's several. I mean, there's three main ones. And these are the three that when David said, he listened, I long for a drink from, uh, from Bethlehem, that, that these guys broke through the enemy ranks to go get this water and bring it back to David. This is these mighty men. Keep, keep on tight. <laughs> keep on tight. These are these mighty men. They broke through. So the first one, Josheb. He, it says of him that he is so mighty that he raised his spear against 800 men whom he killed in one encounter. I mean, we're not talking over a lifetime. We're talking on one encounter. He raised his spear and killed 800 men. Are oh, you still holding tight? All right, so squeeze them tight. Squeeze them tight. I'm going to tell you something to uh, what to do next, but don't open your hand. I'm just going to loosen my grip and pull my fingers out. I can let the blood flow because now just keep your hand. Don't move your hand. Yeah, you moved your hand. <laughs> oh, I'm too tight. Just let it loose just a little and pull your fingers out and just keep your fist like this. Just let it relax now. Just go, oh, poor hand. The muscles are very sore now. Just give it a pat. Just, just hold it. Just let it rest. Just let it rest there. So the third of David's mighty men. Shama, he uh, apparently was a vegetarian, liked lentils, 
because uh, he met the Philistines one time in a patch or a field of lentils. I just kind of can't comprehend things now because uh, for him, that lentils was so important. He defeated the Philistines at that moment on those, that lentil field. He took up his battle and stood there and made his ground and defeated the Philistines. And a great victory was bought that time. I'm not sure if I'd choose the lentil field to fight my battle, but he did. He was the third of David's mighty men. The second, Eliezer, one of the three mighty men. He was with David when David was taunting the Philistines. You just, just keep it rested there. Don't do anything with your family. Just making sure you're following my instructions. And um, he got to the point one day where he fought. And he fought so hard, so strong, that at the end of his battle, it says here in 2 Samuel, that his hand grew tired and froze to the sword. And the Lord brought about a great victory that day. Now, very slowly, I'd like you to try and open your hand. Some people can't open their hand. If you did this properly, you should find it hard to open your hand. There's a few nods going on here. Your muscles were holding on so tight, it was hard to let go. This mighty man hung on Eliezer, hung on to his sword so tight that you could not let it go. He was holding on so tight, it couldn't get out of his hands. Hold on firm to your faith. Hold on firm. It needs to be anchored to be stretched. You need to hold on tight. So it can't get out of your hands. Hold on firm to your faith. Good illustration. Young person, your school's trying to tell you if you go to a state school in particular that you're an accident, that you're, you're an accidental DNA mutation. That's not who you are. You are created. You are created in the image of God, created by the all-powerful creator. Hold on to that. Hold on to that. That is our faith. That is where we stand. Hold on to it. This is the rock we stand on. I'm going to be honest too. There's some things I don't understand. But you know what? I hold on to my faith. I hold on to who Jesus is, what He's done for me and what He's called for me to do. I hold on to that. And when other things come, when these waves come, when the floodwaters rise, I go, I don't understand some of this, but I've got my faith. I'm holding on to my faith. Hold on firm. Stand firm in your faith. Stand firm in your faith. You know, the other day, just a little test of this, I was at a physio appointment and um, just getting some physio for my knee. And he asked me this question. He says, oh, what's your, your morning routine in relation to my exercise? And I had a thought, I go, how much do I open up? Because I get up and I do exercise this morning, I went for a bike ride. But before I get, went for a bike ride, and every day generally, before I get up, and I said, I'm going to tell him what I do, just, just briefly. I said, well, when I wake up, the first thing I do, I spend about 30 minutes uh, reading my Bible and praying. Then I go and do my exercise. And he, he stopped and just gone... Wow, that's great. 
He said, that's awesome. Now, he went on to talk about not any Christian faith stuff, but he goes, it's so good, the practice of pausing, meditation, slowing down. He says, that was so encouraging to hear that you actually have that as part of your habit. He asked me, how did I start it? And I said, well, I've grown up in the church. I've been a Christian my life, and I just realized the importance of it. Um, and so it's become part of what I practice daily. And, um, and so, yeah, he was encouraged by the fact that he had a patient who wasn't just out there doing all the physical stuff, but took some time to slow down. And that, it's a small, I didn't get to share about Jesus, but I thought, you know what? The context, he didn't need to hear that I'd do a quiet time. I thought, I'm just going gonna, gonna to say it. And uh, he, he was encouraged by it. Hold on to your faith. Stand firm in your faith. Stand firm on a solid foundation. Thirdly, stand firm in fellowship. I'd like to ask Charlie to come up. She's going to help me. So here's Charlie. She's standing on the rock and she's got a firm grip and she's holding her ground. She's standing firm, doing well. But, you know, sometimes there's some waves and some floods, Pastor Gary. Something unexpected could come. Something challenging could come, the challenge of faith. And then it could come and she's going to start to struggle. That's not fair. And, and in that struggle, all of a sudden, they're standing together and they can't be moved because they're standing together. Thank you, guys. Yeah, don't let it go. <laughs> we need to stand firm in fellowship. Stand firm together. Together, we are stronger. You know what was great about that? It was great. As Emily came up, she grabbed, there was a couple of parents as well. Yeah. We're generational. Right. We're doing this together, young and old standing together. Hey, it, I, I want to say this in the politest possible way. Those who are older than me, I need you to speak into my life because yeah, you've gone through life and experienced things that I haven't yet. Yeah. Yeah. Young people, me, <laughs> no. <laughs> We, we need to be open up to those things, those experiences, pearls of wisdom of those that have gone before us. We do this together. Paul encourages the believers in Philippians. Above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a worthy manner that the good news, uh, in a worthy manner of the good news about Christ. Then, whether I come to see you again or hear, hear about you. I know that you are standing together in one spirit and one purpose. The NIV says to stand firm in one spirit, fighting together for the faith, which is the good news. Don't be intimidated in the way by uh, your enemies. This will be a sign to them that they are going to be destroyed, but that you are going to be saved even by God himself. For you have been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for him. We are in this struggle together. We ha uh, you have seen my struggle in the past, 
and you know that I am still in the midst of it. We stand together. We stand firm in fellowship in one spirit. We stand together. That gives us encouragement. Being together around like-minded people, we are encouraged. We stand As we stand firm, it's a sign to the enemy. It's a sign that as we stand our ground, we're telling enemy, I'm not going to get destroyed. You are. You are going to get destroyed, not me. I'm standing my ground. I'm reminding the devil of what the future holds. I'm standing here holding firm to my faith, what Christ has done and what He's going to do when He returns. I'm standing firm. We stand firm together. We encourage one another. 2 Thessalonians 2.15, Paul then says about the believers, stand firm by keeping a strong grip on the teachings we pass down. Yes, we stand firm in the faith, but we... Hold on to the faith of that which was passed down. How do you get the teaching was passed down? By being around others, by being in fellowship, teaching from others. Stand firm together. Paul asks for encouragement. In in Ephesians 6, 19, 20, he says here, And pray for me too. Ask God to give me the right word so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan, that the good news is for the Jews and Gentiles alike. I'm in chains now, still preaching this message as God's ambassador. So pray that I will keep on speaking boldly to, uh, for Him as I should. Let's stand together. Let's pray for one another. Just as Paul needed the people he was writing his letters to, he asked them to pray for him. This is the Apostle Paul. How much more do we need each other? We need each other to encourage one another, stand together, stand firm together. Musicians, you'd like to come up. Stand on a solid foundation. Jesus Christ is our solid foundation. This is our place in which we stand. Stand firm in your faith. Hold on tight to what you've been taught, what you believe. Hold on tight to this. And stand firm in fellowship. Stand firm together. We do this together. Encourage one another. As we close this morning, maybe some of you haven't actually found that place of a solid foundation on Jesus Christ. If that's you, I'd like to direct you, guide you, allow you to come and stand at this place on this solid foundation by meeting Jesus. Introduce you to to the rock. All all you need to do is believe in Jesus. Believe in Jesus. Believe that He is God's Son. That is the rock. He is the Messiah, the Son of the living God, that He came to earth, lived on this earth, died on the cross to take our place and rose again on the third day, seated at the right hand of the Father and will one day return. Believe in Jesus. Then repent. Repent just simply means to turn around. I was going my own way. Going this way, this is my own way, but I now choose, as I believe in Jesus, I choose to leave leave that line, leave that way and turn to follow Jesus. I choose to follow Jesus. Turn from my sinful life. And in doing that turning, I accept Jesus as my Lord and leader. I choose to follow Him from this day on. If you haven't made that decision this morning, or perhaps you've drifted away and you need to 
recenter yourself this morning. Right now, I just invite you, just if everyone could just close their eyes. No looking around. If you need to position yourself and stand firm this morning, or no one's looking around, we just give us a wave and love to pray with you this morning. Anyone here this morning says, Dean, I need to stand on the solid foundation. Anyone here this morning? encouragement I want to leave for the rest of us. Yes, stand firm on solid foundation. Stand firm in your faith. But I just feel just to encourage us to stand firm in fellowship. We need to do this together. We can't do this alone. We weren't made to do it on our own. And perhaps you're facing some struggle that as we, we saw before, that as you're by yourself, as the wind and the waves come. Yes, you're on a solid foundation. Yes, you're holding on to your faith, but there's a bit extra force this time. You just need some encouragement around you. I want to encourage this morning. I want to let you know that we're here. Infused Church is here. We're here to stand with you. And this morning, just as we finish, the musicians are about to sing a song. If If you feel there's a situation where you need to know, I need to know someone standing with me, I want to encourage you just as an act of faith, just to come and stand out the front. If you feel comfortable, do that. And allow some leaders just to stand with you and pray with you as we stand on solid ground. We stand firm in our faith and stand firm together. Lord, I thank you that you're with us. I thank you that you died so we can have this life and that we can stand firm on you. And I just pray this morning for each person here. I pray particularly for those that are facing something that they feel they're on their own, that you would let them know that they are not alone, that we are standing together. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you want to respond this morning, why don't we all stand together? But if you'd like someone to come and stand with you, why don't you come out this morning?